Just got back from our local Comic-Con, and we are super excited to be here recording with you tonight. This is episode 39, I believe. It is episode 39. So we're almost up to the magical 4-0. Yeah, and we actually did a recording about this time last year, talking about extolling the virtues of it and saying, go support your local con, and I kind of feel... And then today we did, and we're... I feel a lot different yeah, than I did last yeah. year. So The we, thrill is gone. Yeah, it wasn't that great, and let's we'll touch on that a little bit more. Yeah. But we also have a couple other things. We got. We want to talk about some movies. We've got a couple new trailers out. Yeah, we're talking uh, a little bit about just our initial impressions of the Tomb Raider trailer, the uh, rebooted movie franchise. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's going to be a franchise. Uh, also, on the smaller screen for Netflix, Punisher has a new trailer. Hopefully, you've seen it. Have you read about this? And recently, Blade Runner came out with a couple of vignettes. Yeah, to get a little a- hype going and a little backstory filling because there's a 30-year storyline lapse yep. between the original one and this one, which is... About right, because it's been about it's, 30 it's years. It's been 30 years, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so just a little wanna... backfill on some of these new characters and what they've been doing and uh, who they are. Right, and, and and some characters that we haven't met yet. Correct. And this kind of gets us just a little hint of who they are in the movie that we will see when it comes Because I think, um, you know, November is obviously a huge month for geek culture, but now that it's coming, well, not gone, but now that it is here. The movie, yeah. It, and okay. what's the next biggest one you look to and it? For a lot of people, especially the the sci-fi fans, yeah, it's going to be Blade Runner. So that makes sense. It's a little build. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we're going to end it with just a brief discussion on games. As the Overwatch fanboys that we are, we want to touch on the Overwatch updates. Yeah, we'll do a little Overwatch overtalk. There you go. Yeah. I like it. All right. So before we get into it, though, we'd like to thank those that help make this podcast possible, our fake sponsors. First of which... So, you know the the website StubHub, right? Yeah. Yep. I use them quite often, actually. Really? That's weird because they haven't even launched yet, the one I'm talking about. I understand the confusion, so let me help make a little clear delineation here. So, StubHub, not to be confused with the Mega Ultra ticket retailer, Mm -hmm. S-T-U-B-H-U-B. StubHub! Right? Mm -hmm. I can hear the uh, commercial in my head. No, I'm sorry for the confusion. This is StubHub with two Bs. S-T-U-B-H-U-B-B. Dot com And this is an online meeting place, uh, you know, if potential dates and mates. It's an online mm-hmm. meeting place for amputees. Okay. Yeah, so find your other half at StubHub, S-T-U-B-H-U-B-B.com. Wow, that is uh, ironic because our second sponsor... No kidding. ...is of the same vein. Would you describe? So this, our next sponsor is the Coalition of Double Arm Amputee Backpack Models. The Coalition of Double Arm Bat, Bat- those guys. Double Arm Amputee Backpack Models. What are the- what's that all about? They're an advocacy group that ensures that backpack manufacturers continue to put that front clip on backpacks. You know, I never known what that was for. That's what that's, that's what it's about. For. That's what it's for. So thank you to the Coalition of Double Arm Backpack Amputee Models. <laughs> Damn it. That was good. No, stick with it. I like that one. And also to StubHub with two bs.com they are our fake sponsors but you know what's real is all the stuff we want to get into so where should we start we'll just start well, let's with- just start with ToyCon before we get into our normal movies tv and video games let's just this is kind of out of that realm yeah a one-off yeah so there's a local con that used to be called toy and comic-con you know i've seen I've some noticed- posters around town that still do and sometimes it doesn't it drops and sometimes they just call it ToyCon. yeah well i think that is a good representation of how the organizers 
really put this thing together. What they're prioritizing. Because just the fact that they can't decide on their own marketing on what to name this. No kidding. Kind of goes to show how they're going to run this event. When we went there today. It was really felt this year, more so than years past. Uh, I think it, this is like the fourth year I've fifth. gone. Fifth year? Yeah, fifth year it's existed. Have you gone with me all five years? I think you missed About out one year. Okay. Yeah. So they were really trying to advertise as far as the attractions uh, to Star Trek fans because... They had a couple of Star Trek folks. Uh, Lieutenant Uhura, uh, Michelle, I forget her name, and Walter Koenig, uh, who played Chekhov, uh-huh. were both there. And, you know, for the Star... And they had lines, no doubt. I'm sure the pictures were sure. really expensive. But other than that... It was just basically a big flea market this year. It was. I, I there was think no real attractions. There's definitely a focus on toys. Yes. There was nothing but, like you say, it's a flea market. There's a bunch of toy, manuf- not, not even manufacturers, just resellers. Resellers. Just a bunch of toy resellers selling some really great classic stuff. Sometimes they're just selling a bunch of junk. The Funko Pop and, things or whatever And then you call every those. other booth had about half of their booth was the Funko Pop figures. Which I cannot believe, and that was so funny. They're when, still popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And it's never ending. You will, they're, you know, like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. You will be chasing your tail. So you just got to select what you want for you. Pokemon, or, I can understand. Or go why for a theme. Got at least. There's such, there's such popularity. But with Funko, the pop figures, I, it's just that they are beating you over the head with these same looking figurines. And and the hard thing is, is I saw one today and I was like, oh, that's cute. I want that. But what the hell? Did but you then do I was it? like, "Wait, no, I don't. Why? What is it about those things that draw people in?" See, I think that's the difference between c- hardcore collectors and, to a lesser degree, not sound uh, derogatory, but kids. Because I want that, I'm gonna get it. But then I had the initial reaction when I saw some of like the Lord of the Rings one when they had uh, Sauron. He looked really cool. Yeah, see, but then I'm like, really do look cool. But then I'm like, and I was about to get it, and I'm thinking to myself, just like well, you said, why? What do I do with it now? Yeah, just stick it on a shelf. Yeah, and I mean, cl- and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting a bunch of toys. And even Funko Pop figures and sticking them on their shelf. But I guess to me, I'm just like, I'm so tired of the hype around those little figurines. Yeah. And the fact that they were in every other booth. Literally every other booth. So and you saw the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah. And then you know what's so funny is even within some people's same booth where they were tabling, uh, yeah. they had duplicates. One was $15, identical one, $20. Yeah, you were telling me, you showed me that. You're like, what? what is this? Yeah. And that's just people putting whatever price they decide on because they all get them at wholesale yeah for five bucks a pop maybe exactly <laughs> pop I nice yeah uh, but you know what let's real quick let's rewind back and by the way we want you to check out some of the pictures we took on our twitter account which is at random fandom wbb.com yeah we'll post them okay uh by the time this airs they'll have been posted they can see what we dressed up as yeah for the, so i've gone Every time. Brandon's dressed up a few times. I'm kind of the too cool for school guy. I actually said, you know what? I've got an easy costume to do this year. So I'm a bald dude. I shave my head clean pretty much every day. I have a goatee. And I thought I can get glasses and put a little, you know. Like a uh, hat on? Uh, yeah. And I borrowed my wife's black fedora hat, which actually looked passable. Absolutely. And if you get where I'm going, I was Heisenberg. I was Walter White. I was, And it looked really good. You got a lot of actually, comments on yeah, it. Yeah. And that was actually really fun for me. It's not worth the price of admission per se, but it I actually just let myself go and even doing a little character, I just keep putting my hands in my pocket. He always uh-huh. has his hands in his pocket and, uh, you know, answering when people would do a, a breaking bag, you know, call out. Right. Like, there's the one that knocks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are the danger, someone said. And I was like, 
you know, and then you had a good idea. I wish I would have been able to do it, but then probably too much effort for too little of a scope. But uh, getting blue rock candy and passing out to people. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, yeah. So, And I've seen Walter White cosplay before, but sometimes people go like all out and they do like him in his yellow chem suit. I'm like, ah, that's too obvious to me. And I don't want to yeah. be walking around in a yellow chem suit in a hot auditorium oh no and it was kind of warm in there yeah and then i was nathan drake and you looked really good some people Thank recognized you, you too bit, yeah not as many as recognized you yeah but i mean breaking bad's more well known when you think about it but uh yeah i i was happy with it i think i looked pretty good i i literally ran my clothes through dirt and mud this morning and to, you had to double take like wait can i be bringing a toy gun nowadays with <laughs> and you show up there and there's people selling swords and you're like yeah this, yeah, would this, have, is, this cool. is fine and then in previous years i went as mario um, Mikey from uh-huh. the Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's right. I wore a Ninja Turtle kind of. onesie. <laughs> Actually, I was Raphael because oh, okay. the turtle, the onesie doesn't differentiate, but then I wore red trucks. So that was my good call. Um, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's all I've done. So that was fun for me personally. And of course, seeing all the other people cosplaying, there's an amazing Reaver from uh, Reaver. Is that what we call him? From Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Guy. And it looked homemade too. It was awesome. It was clearly not store bought. And I don't think you buy something like that from the store. Yeah. And that guy was getting a lot. Of, oh, yeah. Can I get a picture with you? There was a uh, quite a good Deadpool, which definitely was a store bought Deadpool, but it was a very expensive Deadpool. Costume. Yeah, very authentic you can tell. looking. It was really good. And then you see a lot of hybrid costumes. I'm sure if you've been to cons, like you know those. this. Uh, the, probably the most eye catching one for me this year was a Harley Quinn slash Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And I realized, because this guy was in very tight suit, like a, a Deadpool would be, and I kind of was checking what I thought a gal out, and then I heard Harley Quinn slash Deadpool start talking, and I realized, oh, I, I was checking out a guy's dude. ass. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the guy's got a nice ass, at least, so I'm happy for Good him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. One of the best I've ever seen, I think it was the kind of a mashup with Link and Darth Vader. No, that was not Link and Darth Vader. And yes, was I was it? there. Link was separate. He won third place in the amateur one. It no, was, was Darth, Darth Vader Doom. what? Darth Doom, thank yeah, you. Doctor he was Doom green, and, and I couldn't. It was that was a couple yeah, years ago. And I couldn't place. quite remember. I remember that Darth Doom. That was really that was really cool, cool. Yeah, if you just imagine it and anything you look like, yeah, go with that. that. Was neat. It was pretty yeah. cool. So, so I had a, a little more fun for me personally in that regard this year, but this it was There's just kind of underwhelming. Yeah, and it was just very heavy on just merching, merch and merch and yeah. tables, and it didn't it didn't have a lot of and it was all just attraction. And it wasn't art. even like it wasn't even. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. It was all toy merch, not no interactivity, not art, no interactivity. There was no cool shirts or stuff. Yeah, like I would have. Yeah, get. Um, and here's the thing: like, I hate to be a cynic. Like, I know this is a special occasion. You go and you see these things that you would never see. But I was carrying around my phone, and I saw like a JD Phoenix Gears of War four figurine from the McFarland toy line, which I really mm-hmm. like. Todd McFarland, you know, the creator of Spawn, and yeah, I did his work with Marvel and Image and all that stuff. 15 bucks for a little figurine. I go, I just look out at him and six ninety nine. I'm like, well, if I really want this, why am I going to pay more than double? I know. You know, that's what's always hard. Yeah. So, um, a lot of cool overwatch stuff, but again, no, oh. I would have liked clothing. That was the thing. I think, yeah. uh, me, you and our friend that we went with, we all kind of agreed. Like it would have been nice to have more clothing. I want to look up. So we saw some overwatch. Cause you wear the clothing at least. And yeah. It's like, you don't ask yourself, what do I do with this? But then again, same thing. You can find any of that clothing on Amazon or wherever if you want. Yeah, that's true. But one of the things that we were all impressed by were the Overwatch figurines, the very, very detailed ones. Yeah. They were amazing. I mean, the the people were selling them at like 75 bucks a pop or so. Um, I still was like, man, that is cool. I want that. Yeah, very tempting. The, the, The other thing that really stood out to me was these very large, maybe two feet, the... 
replicas of the Ninja Turtles from the first original movies. Awesome. But they were made modernly, you can tell. Yes. But just with the throwback they, look. They had such amazing detail. And they the looked look like on their small, face small figurines. Was, yeah, exactly. Compared to like the actual ones, but like everything was still to scale. It was, they were Those amazing. Those were cool. Yeah, I wish we had taken a picture of them so we could show our listeners yeah. what we're talking about. But if you know what we're talking about, then you know. But still, yeah. just imagine it. It's kind of fun. Equivalently speaking, if you have a con in your neighborhood, you should still go check it out. But I think for you and I, having done this one... F- I've done it four out of the five years. I think you've gone all the years. We might need to be setting our sights a little higher. Yeah. It was 10 bucks for a few hours spent on Saturday noon. We could have easily killed that same amount of time going and watching a movie or something, but you never know and you got to go to know. I think once a year, it's still worth the 10 bucks just to go and see it. But just saying, what I'm saying is seeing basically, I think this particular one is going to be in a kind of a loop from here on out. Yeah. It It makes me want to see what's next. I know it's going to be more crowded. And I know it's going to be more but money, but I kind of want to go the... I want to upgrade. I want to go see like the next bigger one. Like maybe that San Francisco one would oh, be cool. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Want to do it? Right now? Yeah, let's go. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's not till next year, but... All right. Getting back to more of our usual conversations on any given recording. Uh, we're going to get back into our topics of movie, TVs, and games. First of which... Can I we think, go in that order? Yeah, let's do that. First of which, here's movies. There's a whole reboot now to the Tomb Raider franchise, just like there was when the video games were popular and they had some movies that were sort of reflective of that. And then now we have a whole new reboot of the Tomb Raider games that are very successful. And so, of course, it's transcending the genres and, and the mediums. And so now we have a brand new Tomb Raider movie that, if you look at the trailer, was beat by beat similar to the original or not the original the square but the, the new square the newest Enix. the original of the newest yes. redos yeah you had tomb raider and then uh rise of the tomb raider and this one looks like it's just based on the two and a half minute trailer following very closely to um the square enix reboot that came out a few years ago which is very enjoyable it's a very good game I wonder if they're going to show laura again impaled while sliding down the mountainside remember that when it goes right through her jaw Ugh. Oh yeah! If you don't hit the buttons at the right time, well, is one of the gnarly. Show that no, <laughs> it's like movie's over. No, they probably wouldn't. But uh, they, but her character in that first game gets beaten to hell. She just, you know what I mean? Takes like, a lot of she falls. Takes a lot of falls. And gets rifle butted a lot. And I think that that was shown a bit in this, as well as they touched on some of the puzzle elements that you all oftentimes get in the games. And the fact that you're swept to swept out at sea and yep. you wind up deserted and basically with treasure hunting pirates. Yep. You know. And so all of that, like I said, beat and of by course beat, they made so the similar. point to show that she's got the bow still, which was very heavily emphasized. And, but still the double pistols and uh, Nick Frost makes an appearance. Yeah. The, the, be of the course they just kind of showed him there. Yeah, exactly. He's just that little comedic relief. Which even in the trailer he wasn't funny. It was just kind of cool to see him. Yeah. What did you think of Alicia Vikander? The new Tomb Raider, or the new Laura Croft, I yeah, should say. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. First thing that comes to mind, this is going to be her first kind of poppy movie, you know, big commercially accessible yeah, movie. Yeah, she's done a lot of She's more of like the indie limited stuff. release. She did um, Ex Machina, which still was a, a fairly well-received film, but not popular, not huge release or anything, mm-hmm. and not like big box office. Uh, most recently, where uh, she won an Academy Award for The Danish Girl, mm-hmm. uh, starring opposite Eddie Redmayne, and I can't really think of much else. I'm sure she's been in some other stuff. But this is going to be her first big, hopeful blockbuster. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is going to be big because I can't really think, you know, I, I know 
in my mind, I can't tell you exactly why because it's been a long time, but I know in my mind the original Angelina Jolie movies weren't that good. They weren't, but they were actually some of the better ones out of all of video game films. Sure. So, which is not saying much. But I'm just saying, since those two have come and gone, uh-huh. I don't feel anyone being like, oh man, if only they could redo this and get it right. It's just no, kinda, nobody's asking. No one's for calling it. for this is that but I know I th- of. I think that the studio's idea was nobody was re- really asking for a reboot of the games, and those turned out successful. And so I think they're just cashing in, cashing in on that. And I have this struggle where I want to really look forward to this. And I think it looks fun, but I know that video game movies historically suck and they always let us down and look at the Assassin's Creed one that at first everyone was like, that looks really cool. And then it comes out and we get crap reviews with a whimper and nobody even saw it. We both didn't see it. We decided not to see it because everyone was just saying how disappointing it was. And so I'm holding back judgment, and I hate to do this, but I'm holding back judgment until I see reviews on this. Here's the thing. Some video games have a built-in story. If you and this take, one does. If you take The Last of Us, for instance, or if you take like even a Gears of War and make it into a trilogy, a built-in story. This one is, from the just the two and a half minutes that we've seen, is showing like, okay, we're just going to basically make this very similar, if not you know, verbatim copy and paste, because it had a winning formula. Now, if they stick with it, I think they can make this enjoyable. Here's the one problem with that, though, is that those who are going to see this, at least those who are going to see it on opening week, are those who played the video game. You assume. And if you go to the theater and you just see a rehash of the same story that they already used to, then that's not going to play well with them. It might play well with the people who haven't played the game, like as its own movie, not attached to a game. They might enjoy it more. But I'm worried that people like us who actually played the game are going to go and be like, yeah, no, I know what's going to happen. I know all of this. That's true. You, you can't please everybody. I know. So you got to corner your market. So maybe they're banking on the fact that more people will see this having not played the games. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we don't have a release. All, we, all I can for sure say in my mind is 2018. Oh, yeah. It's obviously not coming out by the end of this year. And we also just recently took a point to watch two of the Blade Runner vignettes. Yeah, cool little new features, like just a little five-minute clip that shows you uh, about some of these new characters. One is a replicant, uh, Sapper, uh, played by Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Uh, If you don't know. He's Drax, the Destroyer. Alone, among other things. Among other things. He's also a wrestler. Yeah, he's very... I actually like the dude. He seems like a a chill dude. By the way, he did a damn good job of acting in this. Like, something we haven't seen before. Right, because he's just loud and brash and... In all his yeah, in, in all his other roles, man. that's what he is. And of course, if you're going to get Dave Batista, you might as well make him fight people, which is what they did in this vignette that we saw. Is he is fighting, but there's a part before that where he has just a few scenes where he can really show some acting chops, and I think he did. Yeah, and it was kind of came to a surprise. You to guys me. should check these out. Um, just find them anywhere on YouTube, or you can go to uh, the the Warner Brothers Pictures YouTube page. Um, or whatever the studio is. Forgive me, I'm not remembering. It was Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. But basically, and there's just a quick little 30-second watermark from the director. He's like, hey, I'm a huge fan of this movie. So glad I get to direct it and continue the legendary story from Lily Scott. So 30 years have gone by between the events that took place in Blade Runner and now in 2049, Mm -hmm. because the original Blade Runner movie-wise was in 2019. 
So he's like, here's just some new characters and what they've been up to and to catch you up to this. So we first see Jared Leto. Let's go to the Jared Leto one. I forget his character's name already, but he's a blind dude who... And he creates replicants. Yes, and he's basically saying... He's being told by some lawmakers, we assume. Sure. One of the guys from Doctor Strange, if you see it, you'll, you'll know what we're talking about. And he's like, no. Woo? Was it Wu or something? Yeah, Was I, think that that's, I think so. Um, and he's like, no, we're not going to do that. Basically you're trying to legislate something that I've perfected and there's no need because my replicants are completely subservient and wouldn't harm anything. And that takes place in 2036. So this is 13 is that years. What, is that what they said? Okay. Yeah, this is tw- 13 years in the past by the time we get to this movie. Right. Pretty cool. And you know what actually made me excited? Just in this little five-minute vignette, that was more screen time than Jared Leto got in all of Suicide I Squad. I could see that, that what he's trying to do with this character is make him unique. He has this kind of a unique way of... His speech talking. cadence. Yeah. Yes, his speech cadence. That's a perfect way to put it because he kind of does these harsh stops at sentences. and and But at the same time, I thought it went well. I thought it was a character that intrigued me, unlike the unique Joker he tried to create, Ugh. which was horrible. Yeah. So I... You know, I, I was holding back on, okay, what is he going to be like in this movie? And now after this vignette, I'm like, okay, I actually like that character. I want to see a little bit more of him. So uh, why don't you give us a summary of the, the Dave Batista one? Guy's name is Sapper. We see that he's a struggling, probably in hiding ex-replicant. Well, still a replicant, but, you know, it's very clear that they are to be basically eliminated and turned down. Right. Uh, so he's in hiding and you can see he's struggling with something. He is, he's done his, he's doing good deeds and they have a very like open marketplace that he's going through and very similar to the old movie. Yeah. And he sees this little girl or Chinese style market. Yeah. A very open. And he sees this little girl who clearly he's had some type of relationship with sees that he and the little girl and his mom are about to get mugged. And he's like, oh, do I need to out myself, basically? And he does. And he does. And they make a very clear point to show that he gets stabbed and he doesn't react. And he goes a little berserker on them. Yes. And which, like You can I tell said he's earlier, an old replicant, though, because the other guy, he cut himself. And remember, Jared Leto asked him, does it hurt? And he said yes. And they end up, you know, ultimately being able to drive a knife through his own neck. He gets stabbed, like, straight in the upper torso several times and punched, and he doesn't react at all. So he's an oh, older that's replicant. that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Like a Rutger Hauer one. Uh, so huh, interesting very cool point and but he has super strength because he was grabbing guys and throwing them and bashing it's your typical three on one four on one and you know i never understand why they don't all just attack at one time they always wait and take turns yeah yeah i thought i mean i thought Movie it was a cliche. good scene so uh yeah and it basically he gets outed uh and that's kind and of you can tell he's compromised and he yes, knows it and he knows it and, and so there's a guy who's keeping tabs on, on him so overall what did you think of these vignettes? Now, but but let me they, preface they that. They make me... Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to say, I want to hear where you were before yeah. on your interest in this movie and where you are now after seeing these vignettes, if it changed. I can't qualify with anything substantial, but all I can say is it makes me want to see this movie just a little bit more. It builds my intrigue a little bit more. I'm the same way. when I saw the original trailer, I'm like, ah, this movie's going to not be that great. And I, but the one thing I think will help and I'm going to say this is not just exclusive to, to Blade Runner 2049. I need to go back and watch the original Blade Runner before mm-hmm. I watch this one. So I have a good basis and I'm just fresh and I'm reminded. Much like I need to rewatch Stranger Things season one before the October 27th premiere season two. Okay. That's a little bit of a branch of a topic. But I also... Same idea. But I also saying. actually recently watched Stranger Things. And it is definitely worth the second watch because you see things that you didn't really catch the second time. 
Um, but I will. But I think I need to do the same thing back for in. Blade Blade Runner. Yes, and so I also watched Blade Runner recently. Like, I mean, recently. Is it on Netflix. Where did I watch it? I can't quite remember where I watched it, but I watched it probably about six months ago. I mean, that's cool. fairly that's recent. fresh enough. And that was before I knew they were making a new one. It was just one of those that um, I always remembered seeing parts of it. Couldn't even remember the whole movie. And I was like, I just want to watch it again. It doesn't quite hold up anymore, which is weird. The The graphics and the scenery and, and the way it was shot is just objectively beautiful. And that's what made this movie so popular for the time. The same way that 2001 A Space Odyssey was very popular for the time then because of those visuals. But by today's standards, they don't stand out. And the story isn't enough to carry it. And that I felt is the same way with this movie where I was not very intrigued by the actual story. Just the visuals. Which by today's standard, I'm kind of used to. So... I wasn't totally looking forward to this movie, the, the second Blade Runner. And then I saw these and... It helps. It does. It's very... It's it supplemental. Yeah. It does more than what the trailers did for me. Better off with it than without them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very clever marketing campaign. October, right? Yeah. October 6th is when it comes out. So Two Fridays. All right. Less than two weeks to go. I think that'll be the next one I'm kind of... On my geek calendar that I'm circling. Mm-hmm. I believe that is all we have for movies. And if you're like us, hopefully you've seen the new Punisher Netflix series trailer. Let's get into that real quick. Shifting into TV. I think we can both agree that from the season two Daredevil Netflix series, that Punisher was one of the standout aspects of that entire season. Completely agreed. Yeah. I wish they would have had more of them. I, in fact, I remember I can harken back in my mind to our discussion uh, when we broke down season two of Daredevil. I said they yep. he came in with a bang right off the bat, literally, and then he just kind of disappeared and did the prison thing, and he was kind of lost. But I get that, and I'm happy to let that go if we get a full series of him, and we got that now. Now, they're being yeah. very mysterious about when it's releasing, I've noticed. Do you remember right at the end of this two-minute trailer? How oh, they, they like kind show of like, blur out. They, it's like all matrix They glitch out the uh, month yeah. and day. Some people are they saying say it's coming November. Um, I don't know about that. I think they're trying to definitely do a surprise drop. I mean, in the internet day and age, nothing's going to be secret. So once someone finds out, we're going to know. But I like that. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. The first thing that jumps off the page, Punisher's an awesome character. And this trailer has mm-hmm. my favorite band, one of my favorite songs, how yeah. they're scoring basically the yeah. events of the trailer, gunfire, lights flickering to one. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that yep. just, that works so well. It worked really well. And John Bernthal, who we also know from Walking Dead, he, God, he does this character so well. He looks super committed to this character. Yeah. He looks like he's really taking it on and it's not just a paycheck for him. And I have a thing for these revenge stories i don't know why you know like the the original taken movie i loved it it's funny you say that because may i share a thought real quick yes and i probably would have forgot to say this so i'm glad you remind me of it you talk about revenge guys with guns this trailer just almost made it have a john wick feel too granted he's been around long since john long before john wick but just this reimagining of him for this format i thought the same thing and especially there was a specific thing where he goes and he's going with a gun and he's head shooting people people. And that was just so reminiscent of John Wick. And it, 
now that you're mentioning it, I think that's what another thing that got me super excited about this trailer was I was like, man, I love John Wick. I love revenge flicks. And so I think this is all of that wrapped up in a full, probably 13 episodes yeah, on I imagine Netflix. 13. I'm really hopeful that the hand is done. You know, we saw them pop up in mm-hmm. Daredevil season two with uh, Punisher full on iron fist, the basis for yep. a fight in the defenders, which, ugh, you know, go back and listen if you need more on our thoughts on it. <laughs> But they, ever since the hand showed up, kind of dragged things down and made it just yeah, seem a I little I think the hand corny. is such a... Sh- I think the hand is a very good villain in the comics. I don't think it that didn't they're work. translating it, it well work on any onto series. the screen here. And so, I, I, God, I'm with you. I so hope they get rid of that. Do you remember the last person that Fisk was really... Not fit. Damn it, I just spoiled it. What I'm trying to say is, do you remember the last person uh, Punisher was really kind of having conflict with? And it was Fist. Remember, they were in prison together. <laughs> and, you know... Uh-huh. Uh, were they having conflict? I don't remember. Oh, that. yeah. He beat him up in prison. You have to go back and watch it. Yeah. It's one of these little subtle things that just set up future... Okay. Um, so maybe Fisk is the bad guy in this? I really hope so, because they need to bring him back. He was good. He was complicated. He, he was. He was really good. And yeah. the way he played off uh, anyone he was on screen with... It just worked. Uh, shout out to Vincent D'Onofrio if he's listening. That guy rules. He's been in a lot of cool movies. Oh, he's listening. And trust roles, me. Obviously. He writes to me all the time. He likes this podcast. You know what else he likes? I'm okay with that. Actually, I've, I've heard him talk a lot about Overwatch. <laughs> I wonder if he would like to discuss Overwatch with us. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That's that's a great segue. We'll get him in into next time. Our, yeah, next time. Next he, time. He was busy filming stuff. He was all D'Onofrio in... That actually is a perfect segue into our games discussion. If you listen to this podcast at all, you know we are continuous Overwatch players for good reason. Sorry. Nah, I'm I'm not. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. We're not the only ones. What are you thinking of these new updates, which include the shortly awaited, I would say long wait, but really wasn't that long of a turnaround time. Between the time they showed the little fun two-minute video uh, for, Junkertown? Now, for Junkertown, new map. Mm-hmm. Well, it was released on PC a while ago. Sure. Not a, not a long while ago, but I mean a, a few, little bit. It's usually a few they weeks in advance. They always do PC first, which I get. It's I their totally biggest player base, for sure. And then a few other little tweaks. Let's uh, discuss them. First of which, mind if I spitball it off of you Please. and then throw it right back? Please. What do you think of these new Mercy patches, for lack of a better uh, term? I have to get used to them. Of course, if they're going to change a character that much, it's going to be a little bit hard to get reused to that. Yes. And how, because we all, especially for us, who we we play on the, the random character game More than lot. anything else, yeah. Uh, and that allows us to get fairly good at every single character. And, and, and when they throw a loop like that and they completely change the special abilities, the ultimate ability, they completely change all that. And it's... When I first played as her, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I remember pressing the button. You better I just started off going floating, on that tutorial. And I'm like, I'm just floating, but I what what really, what am I doing? And um, it took me uh, maybe just five to ten minutes just playing around with her in the practice arena. Yeah. For me to kind of get used to it and go, oh, okay, I think I'm getting it. Her gun is more powerful when it she's is. in her ult mode. She can uh, heal people I'm sorry, not heal. She can resurrect people much faster when she's in her ult. She also, one of her special abilities has changed that she can 
resurrect someone every about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It's, but uh, you have to be significantly closer to that character. And that's my biggest issue. So thank you for recapping it. And I think you pretty much got all of it for her character. I think the resurrect should still be her ultimate. That's a special thing. When you just got, I hear, we still need you or whatever now she says. Like every couple minutes, it just devalues it. Especially if you have a mercy on either team. And I think that makes her ultimate a little, well, it's not her ultimate anymore. But it just really kind of makes it less special. I don't like that. That's a very common thing. Yes, it has a longer refresh rate. But nothing should have a refresh rate of 30 seconds aside from, you know, an achievable ultimate that you then work your way back up to. I don't like her new ultimate. She floats and has big pistol. All you got to do is throw a turret down if you have a Torbjorn on the other side and she's just sitting duck. Right. Well, there's a couple things there. One is when she goes into her float mode, I didn't realize this, but there's a button to to make her fly up. And a button to make her fly down. So she can go pretty high. And her stream can go really far. So she can heal people from quite a ways away. She can also amp them from quite a ways away as well. Also consider this. That her alt can actually save her. If for whatever reason she's getting knocked over an edge. That's and she point. can kind of kick into her fly mode. And then she can start hovering just back. Onto, onto the actual land. I personally, at this point, think it was better off the way it was, but I'm not. But I, I feel like you haven't had enough time, though. No, like, I haven't. Because so. you might, once you get enough time with this character and the changes, you might actually go, oh, okay, I like it better. What if they gave you the option, play, your, you know, how you can have, like, presets? Then it wouldn't be... I would like that, though, if you could just play traditional Mercy or this new Mercy. Well, the problem with that is that it, it wouldn't be balanced. They're making these changes because they thought there was something out of balance. I thought she was fine the way she is for what she is. She's a low damage support character or health character. Yeah. Medic. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I didn't think she needed changes, but I'm, I, I I'm not opposed. I'm just, creators. I'm not feeling them at this point. I don't like the new little uh, b- patch or whatever you want to call it. They made to diva. What did they do to her? She, they just gave her missiles for some reason. Oh, that's right, what bumper? that was. Yeah. I saw and that. And she keeps saying bang. Like every time. That's Is it the only a thing different she's button? Yeah. It's a formerly never in use button with her. It's, I believe, right bumper. And they're just very low damage and they're slow. And it's just kind of like, that's not necessary. I think she was fine so, the way she is between her uh, okay. her her shield matrix or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. And her, you know, unlimited fire and her ability to just boost and fly. I thought she was fine. It just seems kind of out of the blue and unnecessary. I didn't even know it was coming. I'd heard about the mercy patches. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was coming either. In fact, yeah. I, I literally didn't know it was there until you mentioned it. But it's just kind of I was playing the other day, and I was like, "What are these missiles coming from her?" And they, I they don't do. You had to be in super close for them to do any type of real damage. But even then, they're just supplemental. You're not probably going to get like full kills with them unless you happen to hit a tracer who's just yeah. put her controller down. You know, a 150 hmm. character. Other than that, yeah, yeah, I didn't think whatever. She, that sounds it's like fine. a boost to her, and I don't think they needed. That. It's just one more thing to be able to do because some people think that she's too one trick of a pony, or uh, she kind of is. But it works. Well, I think the thing with her is that her gun is weak, far away, but it's very strong close up. Yeah, but she, she also has the corridor. capability to zoom right in and get. Yeah, if you're people. chasing someone down, like you're chasing yeah. down a Hanzo. Oh yeah. And you get him in a, a room by himself, he's done. And you know, or any really 200 character for that she matter. She has one of the most powerful ultimates. Yes. I mean, out of all the characters, it's she's always play the game because she just dashes her stupid mech in and kills like four people at once. Yeah, more than likely. If you if you played with a diva and it comes time for play of the game, you it's know her. where your safe money is. So what do you how think? About, yeah, how about <laughs> Junkertown? <laughs> Junkertown, exactly. I love it. I love 
right out the gate. It's huge. I, it's so much it's more open. open. Yes, I love that. And you can really just have more of an arena-style battle there. I will admit, though, that good Widowmakers... Oh, done. ...just tear it up in that in that arena. I've already experienced that to a fresh train Me level. Too. And this almost has like a Borderlands Rage. Remember yeah. that game Rage feel? Yeah. Like just everything's in shambles and a lot of fire and a lot of steam-powered stuff. I really like it. And It's very... It's just very... Junkrat. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, it's it post-apocalyptic and junk it's rats cartoony. It, it works. And I, there's a, a female voice over the loudspeaker when you get to certain points. And she says different things different times. Really funny. Just little subtleties you got to listen for if uh, there's not too much in-game vocalizations going on. And this map feels really long, too. I've played it where it was over in two minutes. And I played probably a 15-minute match at some point when you know, you're just mm-hmm. having consistent fighting and no one's really relenting. Uh, it really does favor Junkrat. Like, I know that does sounds... It? In my opinions, yeah. Hmm. I haven't played a game yet on that map. Granted, it's a limited sample size. But I don't feel like I've played a game yet in which each side didn't have a Junkrat. Because you can just find a corner and launch your your grenades and... Huh. Yeah, and a lot of traps. I wouldn't be, be surprised if they built it specifically to somehow appeal to Junkrat characters. Or Junkrat mains. Right, and when you're coming down that last stretch of corridor before cashing in the payload, that basically rotating... Right. You know, standing fan. I like that. That's great. It's a big gear that's kind of just right. Thank spinning. you. Yeah, and it's it's really allows your opportunity for uh, ultimates to shine through in this one because you can just drop in at the level and yep. changes. It's it's a great map. I like how it's open and then it shrinks. It down. really comes down to a like and a so, bottleneck. So that way, if you're a character that really excels in the wide open spaces, you can excel, but only for a limited time. And you got to cash versa. in. Very much so. I was doing that the other day. I was McCree, and my chance to use my ultimate from the first two minutes of the map to the last two minutes of the map drastically changed, yeah. and little things like that. And I you actually just... find myself changing character more often. If yeah, I, this like... map does kind of ask for it a little bit more. Yeah. so and It's I'll... great for turrets, at least at the beginning. It is. Yeah, even at the end. But yeah, this is a great map, and it was just... I love that it's free, and we don't have to pay. Like, I know. We don't want to just keep you know i have plucking that string but it's true i have two other games that i've got i've got arc survival evolved and i've got methods of not methods of mayhem agents, agents of, mayhem. of mayhem god i think I methods of mayhem that. tommy lee shout <laughs> yeah out. i know right yeah uh and i just i haven't touched them because and i feel almost like bad i'm like god i'm paying money from gamefly to have both of these games at the same time and i've had them for at least a month each and I'm just not touching them because I'm just every time I want to grab my controller and play something, I want to play Overwatch, and it's also bite-sized, which I like. Completely valid point. And plus, what other game are we going to see each other on? That's true. Until we both it's get Destiny Two, that we hang out sometimes. Oh, it's social. When we're not actually in person, you can't really review DLC. But if we were to review it, it's it's an A. It's uh, minus the mercy frustrations I'm having, which hopefully, like you said give enough time I'll, I'll work it out and make it work yeah for me. i think you'll warm up to it but this map is awesome and yeah. it just revitalizes thank you overwatch yeah, for just Blizzard. constantly giving us what we want so well i think that's it no that's all that's... no 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 one thing i want to mention real quick it wasn't anything we had necessarily slated in but just a quick touch what were your initial thoughts for the 45 minutes we spent last night with marvel capcom infinite oh right it's you know we're in a kind of as we've said before, a very slow time for video games. Granted, Destiny 2 has come. And that was the first big AAA title after yeah. you know, a quiet summer, as it is every and year. We both still want to get our hands on it. Destiny. I know. We're going to have to. 
for the sake of our I think friendship we're just gonna in this have to podcast. Buy it. That's not a rent. No, it, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's a buy and grind. But I did rent from, you know, your good old friends at Redbox the other night. I did just kind of on a whim because I had a half-off code. So I spent $1.50. I got to return it tonight before 9 o'clock so I don't get charged an additional 3 bucks. <laughs> Checked out uh, Marvel Capcom Infinite. It's the new fighting game. A lot of Marvel Capcoms. This is probably like the fifth time yeah. in fighting game that Marvel and Capcom What do you think have... of it? Okay. So you guys <laughs> okay. have to know that the fighting is actually really fun. The storyline... Even for oh, what this is, dog shit. it's ludicrous. It's it's it is paper a fighting thing. game where you're mashing so many random ass universes, and it just that aren't meant to be mashed together. No, and it's some of it's just ludicrous and preposterous. Even knowing the fact that it's a mashup of two yeah. universes, and that's guys that are used to some pretty ridiculous comic book stories. Like we are, we are accepting of really ridiculous comic book. Even if it's told as a narrative or if it's under the guise of what if. You know, the, a Marvel yeah. used to have a series called What If. Like, what if, you know, Iron Man died of a tetanus shot and they were just like these goofy <laughs> one-off shots or what if Hulk and had a baby. the amalgamation with... universe. Yes. And they have the whole zombies thing. So even given that, <laughs> and this the, is, the, the story, story is just stupid. like you hit, you know, career or story or, Yeah. Story me, mode, yeah. And then it just starts off like, hey, just you have to just believe this and go with it. Uh, Ultron contracted a virus or space virus or something yeah, like that. It's, and now it's he's like Ultron Sigma. Space like, Hiv. Yeah. And he's glowing purple and he has this face for a stomach now. And he's trying to infect the whole universe. Completely ridiculous storyline. And then all of a sudden, you know, Mar- the first two people you see hybriding this rendition of Marvel and Capcom is Captain America and Mega Man. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. I actually, okay. And then the Sir very Arthur. The first scene yeah. was, was Mega Man grabbing Cap's shield and tossing it <laughs> and, and like taking out a couple of the... Uh, drones. Drones, I guess you would call them. And my, I immediately was just like, oh, this is going to be awesome because I just, for some reason, that, it lost that did something so for me. so fast. <laughs> it totally did. And you were about to touch on... Sir Arthur from uh, Ghouls and Goblins. And yes. They even have his He's his so run. weird. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit because he's small. He's... And they all know each other by name. He's a bit style character. He runs weird and he moves weird, which I really appreciate them carrying that over into this universe. But it does not, absolutely does not fit when you have somebody like that up against Thor or Iron Man. The, yeah, even it, for... Or Ryu, or it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. The thing I don't like, I almost feel like, not to be a negative Nancy, but I kind of resent whoever started making story modes out of fighting games because sometimes they just have to like stretch. Like, what? Why would that person be fighting that person? Or like, oh, hey, I feel different than you. We're going to fight now. But the fact that you can sit on a couch and play with your friend, that's something that we don't get very often, and we've gotten it with the Injustice games and Mortal Kombat games that have come out lately. Tekken did it. Tekken did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that those are happening. I just wish they could find something else besides these preposterous well, see, the story fighting lines. games. Yes, because you're like, what, like when we were playing I mean, Injustice, like, or another, I'm just saying. But I, I mean, sorry. Let me finish my point. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I want a couch co-op game that is not a fighting game. Like, give us another Borderlands for fuck's sake like we want something like that something different but i just wish now that every fighting game that's at least you know a reputable title didn't have to have a story mode because now someone made that and it's an expectation now and the the storylines as far as bringing these characters and why they would be on screen with each other just even require so much just like okay but i feel like for the i'm the kind of person who 
I, I'm going to play a game like that probably most likely by myself in my house. And if, if it's just a me playing a computer continuously, I'm not going to be as hooked as if there's a story mode. No well, matter what, no matter how preposterous that story mode is, that's going to be for those single player players. But- all that to say, players. the fighting in this game is actually worthwhile. So if you are a fighting game fan and you happen to like these characters, some surprising omissions, as I found out, or maybe they're unlockable yeah, or I just didn't no, get to them, but there's no. some surprising omissions. I didn't see Venom. I didn't see Gambit. I'm like, come on, where are some of these guys? You but didn't. There's movie rights involved. In unfortunately, that's all we really do have now, truly. So thanks for letting me tangentially get on no, that. Yeah, no, I was good. I didn't even think about it. You want to get into this week's Shadow of the Synopsis, as we often do at the end of our podcast? Please. Yes, please. Okay. If you're playing at home, uh, last week I missed. I knew it. I just didn't say it. Same with you. If you know it, just say it. If you, I will. If you see you something, say you, something. Are you telling the audience? Both. Audience, if you're, no matter where you are, just yell it out. So whether it's a comic, TV show, game, movie, I've got a synopsis for Brandon. It's up to him to decipher it off of just a, a few little sentences here. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. Mitch and Sam, who are childhood best friends, are now in their 30s, and they have to come up with $50,000 fast to pay for Sam's dad's operation. The only problem is neither one can really hold a job down. Mitch finds a way to make money by exploiting the only talents the two have, which is opening a revenge for hire business. Things are going pretty well with often hilarious results until they tangle with a scrupulous land developer. They have to pull out all the stops if they're going to get revenge for themselves and the people they care about. I know what this is. Really? I thought this one was no, this is with Norm MacDonald. Yeah, go ahead. It's, uh, d- is, is it dirty? Wait, 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 wait. Give the listeners just a little bit, bit of time. Sorry. I. It's okay. It's just etiquette. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, it's dirty work? It is. Yeah. You know, But you know what's funny is I actually quoted a line from that. The other, that's why I felt confident in choosing this, because last night when we were hanging out, I made a line from this movie, and you're like, what's that from? I was like, oh, nothing. Remember when they... What did you say? When they're getting dicked around by Don Rickles, RIP, who's their boss at the movie theater, and he's being a jerk to him, and so then they get revenge by showing men in black who have sex with each other, <laughs> and then they show like a gay porn parody. It's like, hey, that alien looks like a hot guy. Oh. Yeah, we better have sex with him. And then it proceeds... And to, I remember you saying that. Because remember going, he would always say no to self? What's that from? Yeah. And you were so like, that's don't why, worry about it. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry about it, because that's when I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him this week. Damn it. Nope. It's kind of an obscure movie. I've never seen so many dead hookers in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, a lot of uh, SNL, you know, because at the time, 1998, this movie came out. You know, a lot of uh, SNL guys were still yeah. floating around. So Adam Sandler's in this movie. is He's uncredited as Satan. Chris Farley always uh, With gets the, his ear bitten off. No, the nose. The, 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 the Vietnamese, the Thai hooker. <laughs> time to pay the fiddler, whore. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a I, funny movie a if one. you ever get a chance to go I, watch it. I think that was actually a really good one. Thank you. And, and, and I'm I, glad that you got it. The fact that it's not really geek culture. Not really, but it's um, of... kind of. I don't think of those kind of movies it's, when it's, I'm thinking about... It's outside the fray a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Synopsi? Synop- Synopsis. Synopsis. And we want to bring you the final, final piece before we let you go. Our awesome quote in geek history. You ever hear of the one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest? Do you have off-switch? Yeah, it's right next to the prostate. Or is that the on-switch? <laughs> Let us go talk to the professor. McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are so confusing. There are just a few dozen really funny jokes in that yes. movie. Hard to choose just, just one, I understand. One. Yeah. 
I can't wait to see number two. And it, what made me kind of think of that it was the fact that we saw so many Deadpool's. Oh, Deadpool's super in. Like last year, we saw so many Today, Harley Quinns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Only see, like last one or year two was this Harley year. Quinn. Uh, for, for by the way, we're talking about our toy and Comic Con. We just went to. Yeah. The, last year was Harley Quinn. Actually, and the year before that was also Harley Quinn, and the year before that was Harley Quinn. <laughs> Fuck. Not so and much then, this year. Not so much this year. There's a, a couple. There was a lot of Deadpool's. And there were some very out of shape Deadpool's. Oh man. Yeah. Poor guys. Yeah. Yeah. May the dream live on, friends. Hey, <laughs> let's right. give you all the ways to get a hold of us Please. real quick. Bullet point style. We have a Twitter. You do too. So, at Random Fandom WB WBB. WBB. We'll be posting up some pictures of our experiences uh, that we were just and talking about. you can about. see us dressed up in our cosplay. Our yeah. lame cosplay. Yeah, it was efficient. It yeah. was cost effective. Was we have an email. Cause Random- effective. Nice. Good yeah, one. see what I did there? Nope. Randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Please mm-hmm. email us and check out all our stuff present past at a iTunes, SoundCloud, or what have you nearest you. And while you're there, give us a rating. Review us, let us know what you think, and we appreciate it. So until you hear from these two dudes again, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky.